Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, we'll join Tony and Lorreen Giorgio with today's message. There's a promise coming down that dusty road. And from His holy hand, healing virtue flows. He's got the keys of what you need. Death and hell He will defeat. There's a promise. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, serving Maggie Valley since 1965, with delivery now available through Grubhub. Teague's is Maggie Valley's only grocery store. They're located at 130 Soco Road near the eastern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Drop in for breakfast or lunch at the Corner Cafe, featuring a variety of daily specials. Teague's Grocery and Cafe is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Call 828-926-1147. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, sponsors of Living with Victory. Hey, welcome to Living with Victory, brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Cafe in Maggie Valley. Hi, I'm Tony Giorgio, co-host with my soulmate of 57 years, author, columnist, and co-founder of Living with Victory Ministries. Hey, that sounds pretty impressive, don't it? My wonderful, wonderful sidekick, Laureen, and we are bringing you hope and encouragement through our life storms how we learn to focus on God's promises to either climb the mountain, go around it, or through it with him. And now, here is Laureen with the topic of the day and the scriptures. Hi, and hello to everyone who is joining us right now. We just want to welcome you. Today, we're going to talk about something that I feel is very important. I have been soul searching with this for a while, and I know that many of you maybe out there are soul searching and asking God a lot of different questions as to why prayers aren't being answered or where am I going and how am I going? Are you really with me? The title today is Are We Being Real with God? When I'm talking about this to you, I'm talking to myself as well, because I think as we go through life and as we go walking with him, we have to ask ourselves, am I being real with you, Lord, or am I just playing religion? Am I really loving you the way you want me to love you? Am I really trusting you the way you want me to trust you? Am I giving you everything that you have given me, you created me. So am I giving you my mind and my heart and my body, my soul? Am I giving it all to you the way you gave your body and soul to us when you came to die on the cross? There's that old hymn, and this goes back to 1900. 
It's called Is Your All on the Altar. It is such a beautiful song because it makes you think about Is Your All on the Altar. The first verse is, you have longed for sweet peace. We all want peace because we're living in a world that there is no peace. So where can you find peace? Except in Jesus, really, the real peace. And for favor to increase. We all want the favor. You have earnestly and so fervently really prayed, but you cannot find rest, nor be perfectly blessed. And here it comes, until all on the altar is laid. Is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? Your heart does the spirit control. Now you can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest after you have yielded unto the Lord your body and soul. These words, you know, to just read them to you like this, they really have to be taken in and really thought through constantly. Am I really where I should be with you, Lord? Is there something that you're trying to tell me by not answering my prayer? Of course, it's always in God's timing how he answers. But maybe he's trying to say, come a little closer. You're a little too far. Come a little closer. I want to really walk with you. I really want to talk with you. I want to be your friend. I want to fellowship with you. Come a little closer to me. James 1, 23 through 25. This is Amplified Bible Classic Edition. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and that means Jesus, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. We go to church and we do our duty. Then the rest of the week, we're off and running. We forget the mirror of the church. You have to keep the church with you, the Spirit of God with you, when you walk out and you're walking your life from Monday until you get back to the church. And whatever comes to really know that you have put your all, your heart, your soul into believing in Jesus Christ, that he is alive, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And you carry this throughout your life with whatever comes. And I just want to make the point of Matthew Henry commentary when he is saying the ceremonial law was a law of bondage. But the gospel of Christ is the law of liberty. So that's what he's referring to in this verse. It is the perfect law. Hearing the word, we look into this perfect law. The blessing comes when we do 
the will of God, because faith without works is dead. We're actually talking about the way that the Old Testament was dealing with the faith before Christ. And then in the New Testament, the law transitioned into Christ's teachings when he came. And they are a lot different than what the law was teaching at that time. The law was so strict that it didn't make room for forgiveness and love. It was either you follow that law by these doings, these deeds, but there was no love for your fellow man. Even so, when Jesus was in the midst of the church elders, he said to them, you don't even know who I am. They couldn't see him for who he was because they were so wrapped up in the old law. And he came to bring a new law of love, forgiveness, mercy, grace. But because their hearts weren't prepared for that, they did not know who he was. We deal with the unseen and have the faith. They were there with him day in and day out. He walked among them, but he performed the miracles. He raised the dead. He changed the water into wine. He he healed the sick. And yet they didn't recognize it because they had their laws, number one. And I don't think they wanted to admit to his deity because they would have lost all their power. And back then, you know, between the Sadducees and the the Pharisees, power was the whole thing. And they led the people in that way, but they really didn't live the way they led those people. The title of this message is, Are We Being Real with God? Now, I think we could say that when he came to die, he was being real with us. Oh, yeah. When Jesus went to the cross, he paid it all. He didn't say, well, I'll give you a little bit here and I'll give you a little bit there. And he put it all on the altar, on the cross. Sacrifice. He went through beatings and torture before being put on the cross. He bore every lash of the whip. None was spared. They mocked him and spit on him. They pulled his beard out. They put nails in his hands and feet. They pierced his side and spilled his water and his blood. They put a crown of thorns on the brow, mocking him as the king of the Jews. He did all of this because of his love for us. He didn't want anyone to perish and miss home, heaven. After three days, he rose again. Now he sits at the right hand of his father in heaven. But he didn't say, my job is done and walk away from us, but he wants to walk and talk with us and be a part of every area of our lives. He wants to be a friend and fellowship with us. You know, you could say, yes, I understand all that, and I've read that in the Bible, but how does that apply to me when I'm going through not having a job or just been divorced or I've been abused. I don't think there's a soul on this earth isn't going through something. How dark the days look and how far away Jesus and that cross seems to be. But it really isn't far away from you. That cross and Jesus is right in your bedroom when you're 
awake at three o'clock in the morning trying to figure out your problem. If you were in that position, they came and got you and they were going to hang you by your hands and feet until you died. And you had the power to actually fight back and not let that happen. Okay. Wouldn't you do that? Here is a God, the God Almighty, God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Till we get there, we may never understand that. But three in one who said, okay, you know, by my mercy and my grace, I'm doing this because I love you and I want you to come to me. How many people would do you know would do that? You wouldn't. It's a natural thing for us. But the, the fact is that if you carry that with you every day in your heart and in your spirit, you take a look at life in a very different way. You know, when we lost the store many years ago, our walk with God has become so precious throughout our lives because of so many things that we have had to face and realized you can't face them alone, that only with him can you make it through, get that problem taken away from you. But when we lost the store so many years ago, you know, we weren't at the point of trusting him where we are now. It's a walk with him. You have to grow with him a little at a time, little by little, from glory to glory. It doesn't happen overnight. At that time, I was in such a dark, dark place. I didn't even see a light at all. It was just black all around me. I knew Jesus. I knew he died for me. I knew he went through everything I just read to you. But yet I did not know how to apply that to my life. So I sat there trying to figure out, how do I get out of this? Tony and I, how do we get out of this? But then, you know, when you realize you've hit that wall and you can't go any further on your own, you go to your knees and you pray. Yes. And he says, ah, finally. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Now I can help you. The one thing that started to come through, we really had Jesus in our hearts. We finally let opened, him out. <laughs> opened the door and said, okay, this is what I have to do and really count on a living God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Living. We're not talking about some abstract folklore, God, or myth, or any of that. Exactly. He's a living, he had blood in his veins. He laughed, and he did all the things they did in those days and enjoyed himself. He was the one to go to, and we realized it after everything fell, and we did everything that we could do beforehand to be good Christians in a churchly fashion. But nothing was coming up because we were empty because we locked him away, and he wasn't really part of us. He was part of us a certain days. It's not that easy, but it is. If you get in tune with the fact that you've got a friend in Jesus, 
a living, breathing friend, like your best friend you grew up with. This is what we're talking about because we got out of stuff when we started to change our thinking. We literally had no place to live when we had lost the store. A woman offered us her apartment. It was like, okay, God does make a way. So now we had a place to live. And somebody else at church offered us a car. We were starting over. But when I look back, I say, Lord, I see what you were trying to do. You were getting our attention because the business was becoming our God. See, the reason why I say I look back at those days and say, thank you, Lord, for loving us so much to put us through that because he got our attention, as I said. We realized how far we had gone from him. He never moves. We're the ones that moved. He was at that time allowing that in our lives so that he could train us so that we could be sitting here talking to you now. And even through that, where it looked like we had nothing, even when we got our estate checks, we prayed we wouldn't run out of gas going up the hill to get to the bank to cash the check. You know, he was always just there and helping us through moment by moment. And when you have to wait and walk those steps with him, you get to know he's a faithful God. He doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't leave you to fend for yourself. And one thing I do want to say, even as far as being able to pray, sometimes we get on our knees and we don't know how to pray because we're so hurt. Romans 8, 26, and this verse I think is just fantastic, and I hope it helps you the way it helped me. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. God thought of everything that we would need walking through the wilderness down here, but we don't take heed to what he's offering in his word sometimes. We don't find it because we're so wrapped up in the problems that we're facing. In a storm, and it's snowing, raining, it's a whatever, hurricane, in a storm, would you leave your winter coat in the closet and go out there in a T-shirt and do what you think you have to do? No, I don't think so. Same thing. Would Why, when you have Jesus, would you leave him in the closet and walk out and face what you have to face? It doesn't make any sense, does it? This isn't a walk in the park. It's not. It wasn't easy for us. But there was every single day that we were in this mess that we actually would either read the Bible continually listen to sermons until this day. There's not a morning goes by that we don't listen to a sermon on the internet or read. You've got to fill yourself with the right vitamin. I don't get out of bed in the morning without talking to Jesus first and thanking him for getting me through the night, asking him to guide me during the day, 
and just keep his blood over all of us. Before I put my feet on the floor, I have to pray. I have to talk to him because I know the minute my feet touch that floor, I'm in trouble. You have to, for yourself, each one of us has to make that decision and really look inside ourselves. Are we being real with God the way he was real with us when he came to go through everything he went through to go to that cross to make sure we had a place to go when we die? Are you being real with God? It's not a criticism. It's just saying, are you taking everything that you say you are and placing it at his feet? and saying, here, Lord, I'm here. I believe in you. I love you. And I want you in my life to come along with me on my road, whether it's darkness or light. Don't ever leave me and help me. That's what we're trying to say. He wants to walk with us while we go through the journey down here so that we can be home with him when he's ready to take us home. I think we are so blessed to have a loving God who loves us so much to even have made a way for us to get home to him. And he is the only way. Only through Jesus can we get home to see his father. This is part one right now of we being real with God. We're talking about what he has done for us and how wonderful he really is to get that into our beings, our souls of who he is and, and how wonderful and what he has done for us. The next week, we're going to talk about what are we supposed to do? Because now it's our turn. What do we do? Because a relationship takes two. We have to look at how we're doing our part. I just want to leave you with Romans 12, 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. And we'll pick this up next week. And for now, this is Tony. And Laureen. You have a great week and tune in next week for part two. Thank you. You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictorync.org and look for the donate button. That's livingwithvictorync.org. Thanks for listening. Hey!